part of the damage and challenge that comes along with being disabled or visually impaired often comes from the communal and societal assumption that it's better to have sight than it is not. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. I just don't think that that's true. You are listening to the She Is a VIP podcast. This is a show created for women living with or caring for someone who is visually impaired. The She Is a VIP community is made up of women who believe that their VIP status stretches far beyond their visual impairment. We are a community who understand that we are very important people who hold a very important place in the world and that we have a very important purpose to fulfill. I'm Bambi French, and if you are ready to shine a light on your status as a VIP, download, subscribe, and join me each and every week for the encouragement and inspiration you need to help you step into all that you have been created to be. Hi, it's Bambi, and welcome to this episode of the She Is A VIP podcast. If you're new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. The She Is A VIP community is a place where women who are living with or caring for someone with a visual impairment are encouraged and shown how to live a life that is not limited by their disability. We are a community who understand that our status as VIPs stretches far beyond our visual impairment. If you're interested in learning more about how you too can join this community, you can find links to more information in the show notes. I recently had the pleasure of speaking to Charlie Kramer about all things vision and how important it is that we all, with or without sight, take the time and space to nurture and grow what's on the inside of each and every one of us so that we can all step up and into who we have been created to be. Before we get into the episode, here's what you need to know about Charlie. Legally blind from retinitis pigmentosa, Charlie Kramer unites, magnetizes, and elevates those around him. A touring blind speaker and musical artist, Charlie has traveled across North America, Israel, and Australia, sharing his talent and message. Recently featured in USA Today, Charlie is a disability and inclusion advocate and coach. He utilizes his blindness as a tool to educate people on the importance of inclusion, equality, and radical self-acceptance. As the founder and creative director of the Blindfolded Singing and Healing Experience, Singing in the Dark, Charlie helps others to face their challenges and uncover the many blessings within their lives through music and meditation. His newly released album, Blind, is a raw portrayal of his journey in accepting his disability and using it as a positive force for change. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, Charlie. Welcome to the She Is a VIP podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm a VIP. I'm excited to be here. Um, and I'm just grateful to be talking to you. Nice to be here yeah. with everyone. I'm so glad that you have um, agreed to talk to me and my listeners today about um, all things visual impairment, VIP, all, all of the things. So yeah, I've been following you for a while on, on Instagram and have seen kind of the things that you do and, and heard a bit of your story. But if you don't mind, would you just like take some time to tell us about you and your story and kind of where you are up mm -hmm. until today? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Um, 
I am from Los Angeles, California. I'm one of the few people out here that was actually born and raised in LA, which is funny. Everyone comes to LA. Um, but yeah, I've grown up here my whole life and I was born with retinitis pigmentosa. So RP and basically that causes me to lose my peripheral vision. And also, um, it causes me to be blind at night, have super crazy light sensitivity. I've got cataracts, you know, I got the gambit, tons of stuff. Um, and it actually runs in my family. So my mom has RP and on her side of the family, there's multiple people who have RP because it's a dominant gene. So there's a 50% chance that anyone in the family will have it as well. So my sister has it. I have one sister. She has it as well. And my mom both have it. Uh, but the interesting thing is, uh, we live with our RP very differently. So I grew up, um, using the example of my older sister and my mom and also other people in my family and nobody used a cane. Nobody, um, nobody ever called themselves blind. It was more of just like my mom would sometimes say, I'm a little on the blind side, but she wouldn't say like, I am blind or I am legally blind. It was more of like, I have challenges visually, different things like that. Um, and that's perfect for her. It was just a different way of going about it. Um, but I grew up playing baseball. I played high school baseball. Um, I was very active and I just was like, I'm fine. I don't have a challenge. It's only a small thing. And then all of a sudden I'm 15 and I went legally blind, which was way faster than a lot of people in my family. And, uh, I think it's probably for a multitude of reasons. I don't know. I was just a teenager, not being super healthy, you know, having, you know, like eating hamburgers all the time and, and not wearing my sunglasses as much as I should be. Uh, and it just came to a point where it became more of an issue for me. And I got mobility training when I was 15 and learned how to use a cane and I learned, and then I put my cane in my drawer. And the only time I used it was when I had to, or when it was, like advantageous for me to use it. So, uh, like when I went to Disneyland and you got to go on all the rides through the exit instead of through the line, better believe I brought my cane out. And then I also, you know, like when I went to a concert, I remember one time I went to a concert with my cousin and our seats were up in the very, very far back. And they said, Oh, sir, you don't have to go up there. No, no, no. Like you, you've, we've got seats down here for you. And I like put us like in the like third row, you know? So I was just like, things like that. I was like, of course I'll use my cane, but to yeah. actually get by and do the things that I needed to do, I never used it. Um, and I mean, that's a, a really big part of my journey is just like ignoring my blindness. I didn't, I was so afraid of what other people would think of me. And I had friends as well, friends in quotation marks that, uh, when I told them about, about my vision, they just made fun of me, you know, and I dealt with that my whole life. And I never really understood the importance of standing up for myself in that way. And I was also just completely basing my visual disability off of what I saw from my mom and my sister. And my sister drove a car, you know, she was able to drive. I never drove. So it wasn't until I was uh, 24 years old. So 15 to 24, almost, it might've been 25. I think it was like probably 10 years of just me completely ignoring my blindness until I got to a point where I had some good people in my life at the time who were just like, what are you doing? You know, like you, you obviously need to use your cane and they kind of gave me the push, but then I took it and I ran with it and I started to use my cane. I owned up to it. I basically had to like come out. It was like coming out of the closet because I was living my life as a normal sighted person and nobody knew that I had this issue. 
And then, you know, like at the job that I was working, all of a sudden I was using my cane every day. So I had to like go into different, I was a music teacher. So I had to go into different classrooms and like explain to the kids that I was blind, you know? Uh, So it was a really big transition. And then uh, slowly but surely it has just become a big part of who I am and using my journey of how I accepted my blindness and have now come to a place of, I love being blind. It's a beautiful part of who I am. Uh, And now I use it to different programming that I, that I run Uh, something called singing in the dark, which is a blindfolded singing and healing experience. And also the coaching work that I do, which is similar to the coaching work that you do and speaking. I just wear it on my sleeve because it's who I am and I love myself. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a long journey, but I've definitely, I feel like I've come out on top so far. Still a lot to do, still a lot to grow, but I'm, I'm grateful yeah. to be where I am. Yeah, and I think what resonates with me is your story is very similar to, to mine in that, you know, I, well, I was diagnosed with, with Stargardt's um, disease when mm-hmm. I was 15. I kind of knew um, that there was something wrong. I think from the age of like 10, you know, my sight just wasn't, wasn't right um, and was, was, was prescribed glasses could, you know, and thought that that would be, that was supposed to work, you know, and I knew it wasn't working, um, but didn't really want to say anything because I thought, well, this this is supposed to, so there must be something wrong with me. There obviously was something wrong with me, but I just didn't, didn't know. And it, and it's such a rare, I think it's such a rare disease still, rare, rare eye condition still that, you know, people didn't, they didn't pick up on, on that. Um, And also the other thing that I, I, uh, kind of when I hear your story I think yeah that happens a lot because you know the the whole denial of oh yeah the fact that you that you can't see or you can't do what everyone else is doing especially when you're 15 16 17 years old and and you see everybody doing all of this stuff and you can't you can't do it or you can't do it in the same way that they can there's that there's that issue and then there's also like you say the way that people kind of um relate to you is is really is is really difficult as well because it's that that whole those years are about being accepted those years are about being part of a group and being like everybody else and when you have a disability especially like a vision impairment you you can't you're not like everybody else you know I didn't learn to drive I didn't learn to drive like my friends did you know there's 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 a lot of things that that they did that I wasn't that I wasn't able to do and the, the the whole premise behind she is a VIP and and I guess I'm going to have to call this episode he is a VIP just for you Charlie just, for, <laughs> just for you. I was going to say in the beginning I'm when gonna, you said that I was like yeah. I'm going to have to like change the, <laughs> I'll have to change the <laughs> don't change the whole thing, title just but, for yeah. you <laughs> just just for this one um, is is just thinking about like how you yes you get the diagnosis and that's one step. But then there's the acceptance of that diagnosis as well and, and how you accept it as part of your life. And the, and the way you say, you know, I love being blind. People wouldn't, you know, a lot of people wouldn't get that. It's like, why, why do you love being blind? You can't see anything. You can't see. You can't do, you know, you can't experience uh-huh. life in the way that us, you know, that we sighted people can. Yeah. Um, so there's so many kind of steps in in that process and like you say still learning still growing and and there's there'll be days when you know I know for me I'm just completely frustrated with my sight because mm. <laughs> I think for me it's not I'm not like 
blind. I'm not completely blind. I'm registered blind, but I can't see enough to do what everyone else does. So it's just right. like you're caught between this rock and hard place. So yeah, it's it's just really interesting how, um, yeah, how we all come to that realization of the difficulties that we have, but how it can how it can help us and how we can actually find a way to to live well with yeah. With this. yeah. Yeah, I find, you know, you said something really, really powerful. You said that, like, you know, well, you know, from the advantage from the from the from the vantage point of someone who ha is sighted, mm -hmm. they look will often look at uh, us and say, "Oh, you know, that it must be so hard," or "I'm so sorry," because, you know, you don't get to live life and you don't get to see things mm -hmm. in the same way that we do. Mm -hmm. And I've come to learn, and this is part of the reason why I love being blind. I've come to just completely accept and understand that like who the hell told you that it's better to be cited you know like i'm just being completely honest right now like when did anybody say that that was the better way to live yeah exactly show me the proof <laughs> you know and for me i live a beautiful life i get to do what i love i help people every single day and uh, I go to bed feeling satisfied and wake up and get to do it all over again. And I'm surrounded by people that I love. Um, and I may not be able to see everything or do everything that a normal person can normal, right? But I wouldn't trade my life for someone else's if it yeah. meant that I'm not sight. I would not. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I would not. So, yeah. and funny enough, like, of course, I, I support organizations like the Foundation Fighting Blindness and other ones that are trying to find cures for these blinding eye diseases. But if someone said today, Charlie, you can cure your blindness and have full eyesight, would you yeah. do it? My answer would be no. Mm -hmm. I would, I'd want to just keep living my life and maybe that'll change, but I'm happy with where I'm at. I don't want anything to be different. I feel like, um, you know, there's a purpose that I'm living. Funny enough, I, speaking of Instagram, I mean, I have no idea when this is going to come out, but I posted a video today that literally said that. Like a yeah, I, saw, I saw it. Yeah, I've seen it today. Yeah, I had yeah. so much fun making it. It was yeah. just like you know, like a really beautiful statement of like. Yeah. Uh, the question was like, is there ever, ever a time that you w wake up and you wish that you just had complete eyesight? And it's this uh, like I'm mouthing uh, mm -hmm. someone else's words, and it's like, well, the answer is yeah. very deep, and the answer yeah. is no. And I mm -hmm. I really do believe that, and mm -hmm. I think that part of the damage and challenge that comes along with being disabled or visually impaired often comes from the communal and societal assumption that it's better to have sight than it is not. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. I just don't think that that's true. Yeah. It's just this kind of world. It's just this kind of idea of what is whole and what is normal mm -hmm. and what is, what is right. I know my, in my, um, when, when I was diagnosed, my, my, my parents, my culture is, is Nigerian. Um, so, you know, in a, in a lot of the African um, cultures, disability is not something that is, you know, celebrated. And I'll use that word actually, because there are places where we do celebrate people who are disabled and, and, and you know, we celebrate them for the abilities that they have. But, but in, in the culture where my, where my parents uh, were born and raised, it, it's very, much a thing that needs to be cured you know um you know come from a christian family who will pray and who will 
seek healing, which is which is great. I, you know, a Christian myself, I believe in in all of that. But to to not to not have received that healing, you know, in the in the spiritual sense for me, sometimes I I, I would think, well, why why not me? You know, mm. Jesus healed the blind, he healed the sick. Why why not me? Right. But then through life you start to realize actually the purpose is is even greater than the purpose of me still having this difficulty and still having to to deal with this every day is actually greater than just me being able to be healed and drive a car you know I teach I teach at them at the moment and I actually um I'm a special needs teacher and I've had children come through my you know through my care girls girls in particular who have had visual impairments and been so, so kind of, you know, really in despair about their blindness or that the fact they're going blind and they can't see. And the fact that I've been able to be in that position at that time and they see their teacher as someone who is living this every day and they're 12, 13, 14 years old and then it can shift their mind and think, well, actually this isn't so bad. If I can do that for three kids, um, you know, that's that's it. <laughs> you know, if I can if I yeah. can help three children realize that it's not the end, that this isn't that this isn't the end. And my mom still prays for me today. I know she does. My my actually my younger sister has this exact same condition. She mm. still prays for healing, and that is absolutely fine. And I'm not saying that you know I wouldn't take that, but I'm living in the now and using what I have now to. To make a difference yeah. i think that's yeah that's really that's really important i'm right there with you yeah yeah so can you tell me a bit more about this singing in the dark then i'm a singer by the way i sing at church oh so i'd quite like to you know <laughs> hear about singing in the dark although let's do it next time i come to london london yeah, um, well, <laughs> oh, not well, England. No, I'm not in London. Yeah, you're not in London. No, that's I'm right. a bit further up, but I can be in London. That's right. We talked right. about this. You're a Newcastle yeah, yeah. fan. Yeah, no, well, well, actually, no, that's not <laughs> not a Newcastle fan. No, no, I'm not. I'm not really a football fan. If I'm if I'm honest, my uh, my husband and my daughter are Liverpool fans. Oh, that was what it was. Sorry. Yeah. I talked to a yeah. Newcastle fan the other day, which is worse yeah. for me. I'm, I'm a Manchester <laughs> just, United fan. It's way yeah. worse, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, just I'm just setting that record straight because, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're going to hear this and I need yeah. to set it straight. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. Okay, sorry. Um, okay. Um, yeah, well, next time that I'm in England, I'd love, you know, I'm hopefully going to be doing some of this out there when, when the pandemic is over would be yeah. amazing. And I'll have yeah. to come and, and join me. But singing in the dark came out of just me like wanting to create communal experiences around singing. So I've worked in the Jewish community for my whole life. Actually, besides being a coach and speaking, before I jumped into this, the only thing I've ever done was music in the Jewish world. So I was an artist and I would go tour around in different synagogues and I still do some of that work, but it's not the core of what I do at this point. Um, but singing in the dark kind of came out of a combination of that communal singing work and my disability. And I really just wanted to create I wanted to create an opportunity for people to understand the value and beauty that lives within them all the time 
and to be able to see what's on the inside of them instead of always looking around what's on the outside. Um, so really it's a chance for people to feel what they're going through in a safe place, in a safe space surrounded by music. Um, and a lot of times people think, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's about the different aspects of it. Um, like just as a, like an overview explanation, basically you're outside of a room, you, you put, blindfold is put on you and then you're led into the room at, already blindfolded as the way that someone's trained to lead someone who's visually impaired. So you'd either put an arm on the shoulder in front of them or you'd hold the, you know, their elbow basically. And you go directly behind them and they sit you down in a chair and the music is already going. My band is already playing when that's happening. So you sit down, you have no idea where you are. You have no idea who's next to you. And eventually when everyone gets into the space, I get a little tap tap on my shoulder and it just says, okay, everyone's in. And then for the next hour and a half, all we do is sing, meditate, and I tell my story and share uh, and lead people through a process of feeling their own challenges, but also coming to a place of feeling the, the light that's within them too. And the power within that is really about, you know, of course you feel more free to sing because you're not worried about what other people are thinking mm. of you and looking at you. But it's also, I think more than that, you're able to just completely let go and sing and be free and feel things because oftentimes we don't like to feel our emotions in public, right? Yeah. Like emotional things are very private. Absolutely. So this gives an opportunity for you to feel what's going on on an emotional level yeah. surrounded by people who also feel like they're alone at the same time. Yeah. So it's this really cool dichotomy in that sense. And it's one of my favorite things to do. I've missed it so much during the pandemic yeah. and hard not to be able to do it in person. I've done it virtually quite a few times, but yeah, yeah, that's singing has in the it, dark as a whole. Yeah. Has it worked on, on zoom and virtually have you, have you, you still? Yeah, it has actually. Um, mm -hmm. It's opened up a different type of experience. So mm -hmm. it, the only difference really is that you can't be in community with it. Yeah. So it's more of a personal experience. Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you're in your room, you're, you blindfold yourself. I have people lay down in this scenario instead of sit up because mm -hmm. uh, it just creates a different environment for them. And then, yeah, they, they go through the whole experience and actually in the next few weeks or month, I'm going to be releasing a full singing in the dark four part immersion so that anybody who wants to experience it from around the world can experience it. And it takes you through a process of, understanding acceptance and then uh releasing and overcoming some of the challenges in your in our lives so i'm mm -hmm. super excited about that one and then it also helps you create an action plan so i've been working on that for a while so in yeah. a way the pandemic's been great for that because it's opened yeah. up the possibility for more people to experience it i mm -hmm. of course i prefer the in-person experience but the virtual one is is just as powerful but in, in a little bit of a different way yeah different okay so do you do that with sighted people as well Oh yeah. 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 That, okay. uh, this is for yeah. mostly for, well, it's always great when I have someone who comes in and, uh, I've done it for someone who's completely blind and they had their guide dog there. I've done it for you mm. know my mom and my sister have done it with me tons of different people mm. and it's always powerful. And they're like, wow, that was so cool. But mm. it's really powerful for the people, uh, who are cited because of what we're talking about earlier where they think that life is better with their eyes and then they have this powerful experience without their eyes and they go whoa yeah 
Uh-huh. Wait a second, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of layers that happen with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is specifically for everyone. It's yeah. an opportunity for everyone. Yeah. yeah, just so they can, yeah, so they can, they can experience it in different ways. It just put me in mind of um, something I did a few years ago. Well, a few years ago, probably about 13 years ago now, actually. Um, it was to raise money for guide dogs and it was a blind drive. And because um, I've never I've never driven a car before, so the experience of driving, you know, at the age of 20, 24, 25 years old was 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 interesting. Um, but I remember getting into the car and the and the instructor handing me a blindfold because my disability is pretty hidden. I suppose if you don't know, then you wouldn't know. And I said, no, I won't need that. Thank you. <laughs> I won't need that. And and just but there were sighted people as well who obviously had had blindfolds on and when you talk about you know the 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 idea of not being able to see and just being able to feel what's going on and being really aware of what is going on inside you that is like that is really really powerful because there is a lot that we there's a lot of um there's a lot that we place on what we see there's a lot that we you know and 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 I have, I have a relative amount of sight. I don't see vision. I don't see detail. Um, I don't see, sorry, not vision, like far distance vision. And I don't see detail, but um, there's a lot that we can understand about ourselves and about others just from tapping into kind of how we're feeling and what we're, what we're understanding from, from that. Um, so yeah, that's really, that sounds like a really good, um, thing to do and for kids as well because my yeah. thing is around kids and the earlier the, the better um you know talking about the, the my story of coming out of the the hospital and getting the diagnosis and then just thinking well now what and to have that early on so mm. that more children who are being diagnosed with visual impairments and being diagnosed with all the, all of this stuff they, they learn it earlier they learn how to be within themselves earlier is is so much is so much better but that's it sounds it sounds great it sounds really good i I would really like to oh i'd love to have yeah your your family being liverpool fans and i'll allow you to come (laughs) i'm just kidding but we can we can all sing in tune so (laughs) oh oh my gosh and you know what actually funny enough i tell people um if you sing a wrong note sing it louder loud and proud strong and wrong (laughs) You know, I just like, it doesn't matter. Just like sing, you know, that's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I hear you about the the kids. I've done a lot of this work with teenagers before and it's really powerful with them too. They're just so ripe and they're so mm-hmm. ready to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so, so important to make sure that, you know, we teach people how to feel things. Oftentimes I say that uh, we think that reality is what we see on the outside of us but that's not what reality is reality is what's happening on the inside you know and even a combination of the two and too often i find that sighted people see the reality and they go that's it this is everything that's how it has and it gets you into a really big mess uh and being able to stop and say okay what's happening on the inside is really really important and really really powerful yeah yeah i just want to say that you know we're talking about sighted people like those people 
We, yeah, yeah, we love absolutely. You. We love yeah, you, yeah. sighted people. We love we you, sorry. To. I don't mean it to come off like that. To, no, no, no. But I'm just thinking the way we've 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 mentioned sighted people so many times. Like, oh, those people, <laughs> those people who can see. We're doing the those opposite. Who of can drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and it, yeah. There's something that I say quite a lot is around, you know, being able to focus on your vision and not what you can see. And I keep kind of trying to repeat that in different things that I do on, on, on Instagram and just on, you know, in various places, because, you know, it's that whole idea that sight will only take you so far. Yeah. That your vision is, is around what actually is the state of your heart? What's the state of your mind? How is your soul? How is your being, you know, and, that's for, and that's really for everybody everything that we we talk about you know we say oh the visually impaired community you know that's that's for that's for those of us who can't see but actually what sighted and vi people can take from from this is is universal the the, the whole everything that we learn is is for everyone you know at whatever level of sight that they that they have actually that that vision is is stronger than sight and I see a lot of people saying that and I see a lot of people kind of you know I see it and, and people do say that but it's it's real it's a real thing that actually if we can vision for me means you know that we hope for better that we know that there is better that we can do better you know and you know what we see around us what we can see now this this last year has has taught us that you know what we used to what we used to value and what we used to see as valuable is really not the case mm -hmm. you know that actually there's there, there are deeper things that we need to be be looking at but at the same time you know understanding what your strengths are you know who you've been made to be that that doesn't change whether you can whether you have sight or whether you whether you don't so mm -hmm. yeah just focusing on 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 those deeper things is a better way to be. I agree. It makes me think of, I don't, have you heard this Helen Keller quote before? The, it says, um, I might butcher it a little bit, but the gist will be there. Um, it says the only thing worse than having no sight is having sight but no vision, something like that. Yes, I have it on the, yeah, it's on one of my posts. I know it was one you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a really bad. Yeah, the only thing with, worse than being, being blind. blind is having sight with no vision. Yes, that's it, nice one. Yeah. Needed yeah. the team there, thank you. Exactly, <laughs> no, it's fine. We, we use all these quotes all the time, don't we? We see them I know. so many times that we're just like, what is that, what is that, what did that say again? <laughs> As long as you use the words sight, blind, and vision somewhere, <laughs> we don't we don't have that many words in our vocabulary. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, so. I agree with you completely. Though yeah. I agree with you completely. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, I call it inner vision instead of just vision as well, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it implies what's happening on the inside. I like talking about yeah. that too. Yeah, um, and you're so right. Like this is for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's it's for everyone having vision in this way is important for everyone yeah. and regardless of your uh, vip or your sighted or you're not you know i think that's a really powerful thing to have in your life and so important and a beautiful foundation for yeah for everything yeah so the purpose of what i'm 
doing or what I'm trying to do is around, you know, that whole VIP status, you know, VIP, yes, means that we're visually, that you are a visually impaired person, that you have difficulties with your sight, but it's, I'm wanting to help girls in particular, women and girls in particular, understand that actually it means more than that, you know, and so looking at the fact that they are very important people who hold a very important place in the world and have a very important purpose to fulfill. Because going back to what we said around that feeling like you want to belong, you know, feeling like you don't necessarily have as much to give as, as someone as, as the another person, a sighted person, someone who's more able, you know, that's the whole kind of premise of and, and purpose of this podcast of, and of what, what I do. How would you um, encourage someone to believe that they are those things, those other things that VIP means from the very important person to holding a very, very important place to having a very important purpose? Mm. How would you then encourage others to believe that that, that, that is the case for them too? Mm. I think sometimes it can be really hard to convince someone of that in one sentence. Mm. Uh, so what I'd, I would go to like what I do coaching wise and I would, I would set up journal prompts mm. and I would have people write down what they like, like I did an exercise the other day. I'm just going to steal it. It was amazing. Um, mm. It's from a coach that I work with because coaches need coaches too. Of uh, course. Always I have to <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, his name is Xander Fryer, an amazing, amazing coach. And he talks about how you, you can actually define your life purpose and you can define where you're going within an hour if you want to with like extreme focus and dedication towards the process. And really, it's just about recognizing qualities that you have that you love and what you like to do with those qualities. So I think mine was like uh, uh, authentic, authenticity and understanding. And what I like to do with those is uh, empower and support others, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. even if you just do that for a minute, and then you talk about what, you know, how you want, how you see the world in a perfect scenario, you know, like, and you just kind of get a framework for those different things and you're writing it out, yeah. it can become much clearer of, what you're supposed to bring to the world and how you're supposed to do it. But mm -hmm. I do think sometimes uh, we can fall into the trap of asking people big questions like that. Like, what's your life purpose? Or why are you important? And mm -hmm. for somebody that's in a place of challenge around that, that can be a really traumatic question. It can actually bring up the opposite. So mm -hmm. my thought and my answer would be more about... Um, more about work, walking them through a process of gently helping them to see it instead of like, I don't want to ever like force it down someone's throat because it's actually beautiful and okay to be in a place of struggle with it. It just means that you're on a journey towards it. So I think that that would be my, my go-to uh, of how I would work through that process. And also I'd really want to understand um, why they feel the opposite way first. What are the different factors? What's going on? So that we can get to the root of the issue. And because a lot of times when you get to the root of the issue, it can be like, well, oh, now that I understand that, like, 
that makes no sense. Well, okay. And then you can start working towards a different understanding and, and creating yeah. different levels. But okay. The only other thing that I would do, uh, once you figure out, you know, some different qualities that you love and some things that you love to do with those qualities and, and have that journal prompt, I, I would do everyday repetition, yeah. everyday repetition of affirmations and mm -hmm. different exercises that help you to remember constantly that you are enough and that you're beautiful because yeah. uh if you do it one time i promise you you're gonna fall go back into all patterns yeah exactly yeah. i'm a big fan of repetition in that sense yeah. so that, that'd be my process yeah yeah and 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 we have to as well none of us have arrived we no. have to remind ourselves i know i have to remind myself these days when i'm on the floor and i'm just like this is too hard, you know, oh, yeah. this is too, too difficult. And this, you know, why, why bother? Why bother? I, bu I bumped my head yesterday. I was, I was putting some things away in my kitchen mm -hmm. and I have a cutting board that hangs out over the counter a little bit yeah. more. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's there. Mm -hmm. like it's, it's always there. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see it and I forgot about it and I hit my head. Yeah. Um, and the immediate thought was just complete frustration and like a little bit of anger because i'm like oh you know it's there like what's wrong with you you know what i mean and then i just had to like press the pause button that's what i like to do i like pressing the pause button yeah. you press the pause button you freeze and you go okay yeah. obviously even if i had my cane i wouldn't have gotten that because mm -hmm. it's not on the ground mm -hmm. and there's nothing i can do about it and it's okay my i'm not bleeding everything's gonna be fine yeah. and i still love my life and it's okay that I bump my head and there's no reason to be angry. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, but in the initial moment, was I upset? Totally. So I'm with you. Like we all have our moments where like, there's just nothing that you can do and mm -hmm. you just kind of have to surrender to be like, okay, well sometimes life is going to be hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause you can't expect yeah. things to be perfect. I know. And I still find myself being annoyed at things that I know I, that I know I just can't do. But I still find myself being annoyed at those things for every time <laughs> I come around to doing them. I just, you just, I just can't do them. And you know, at the point in which you have to just laugh at yourself and say, "Well, this is just the way it is." But um, it, 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 it can still be. I think it can still be frustrating. But it's, it's, it's just acknowledging that and being okay with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's being okay with it and just saying, as long as you don't go so far down the hole that you that it's then becomes an and deeper <laughs> another problem you know recognizing right. it and saying right i'm going to get up and i'm going to start again and i'm going to try again um exactly. because you know this is this is not not the end but that's great so when when you you know i know what you said about journal prompts but do you use anything else like because i've just done um the last few few episodes of the podcast around a vision-centered process that I've just developed around, you know, how, how do we find out who, who we are? Um, mm. So the, 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 yeah, the, the word vision and figuring out your values, your mm. identity, um, areas of areas to strengthen in your life, um, it, how to implement all of those things, um, orientating and aligning yourself with, with those things that you've found and then nurturing yourself. Mm -hmm. um so in terms of like finding out things like identity I i've mentioned things like strengths finder and the enneagram and and those kind of personality types would you mm -hmm. would you say that you have, have you used them and you find them useful in sort of guiding you along the path of figuring out who you are oh yeah i'm i'm like i love all that stuff you know mm -hmm. i 
I know my Myers Briggs. Um, I know all that kind of stuff. I love yeah. it. Uh, uh-huh. I use it personally on a personal level. I love mm-hmm. it. I use mm-hmm. astrology. I use spiritual practices. Uh, I have affirmations printed on my wall that I'm currently, you know, using every single day and, yeah. uh, different identity values and things like that, that I always go back to. And I can yeah. say, Oh, well, how does this relate to what's happening in terms of, you know, this like Myers-Briggs type understanding. I always try and do that. And that's super helpful yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but in terms of other people, I find that uh, it depends on the person of like what I use. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I have different modules of singing in the dark pre-recorded that go through exactly what you're talking about. That, mm-hmm. that process of discovering, understanding the identity Um but if I know someone is going to have a really hard time keeping their eyes closed for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm not going to send them the singing in the dark thing, you know, <laughs> I'll probably have them like yeah. work through with me talking. So it's just, I, I, I like to, I have the different tools, but I, I try and, you know, in, in the same way that I know what works for me because of the tests and different things that I've had, I try as much as I possibly can to really level with what people's needs are. To, to help get them to those different places. Am I, yeah. am I answering your question in the right way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You use yeah. you use what, so. what you use what works what works for you. And that's what I keep saying yeah. is like there's no there's no one way. There's no one right way of doing things. I I, I say to the community, you know, the, the it's the visual impairment that that unites us. It, mm-hmm. But the differences in in the in the difficulties that we have, but it is that it is that difficulty that that unites us. But at the same time, we're all unique. We're all different. We're all you know, learn things in a different way and access things in a, in a different way. So we need to find what what works for us. But yeah. it's the but we have to do the do the work. Yeah. However, oh, yeah. it, whatever it looks like, we have to do, do it. it. But but we. We have to find what what works for us, yeah. So all of the I haven't done my Myers Briggs yet, but I've done Strengths Finder and Enneagram. So yeah, I'm I, I really like finding out. I'm like, oh, am I that? I, I remember doing the Strengths Finder the first time um, when I was really frustrated with work and just wanted to like go into a new career and do do something different. And I did the Strengths Finder, and I was like, I don't like those strengths. Those are not the ones I was looking for. <laughs> So, so, so I'm like, so good. you know, the, the kind of person I am, I'm just like, no, then I don't want those ones. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've kept them and I've come to terms with them. They are my, they are yes. mine. <laughs> yeah, that's so was- beautiful. I, I think, <laughs> d- depend. okay. I always use the same formula, but I use different mode, like different exercises in order to like get them to through those different formulas. And you basically yeah. just talked about exactly what I do, right? Mm-hmm. And the emotion that can happen sometimes when it comes up, like the first step I always do is understand, because if you don't understand who you are and what you're going through, then how can you come to terms with it and overcome it, right? And overcome certain challenges. So you have to understand, but sometimes when you understand yourself, like what happened with you can come up and you'd be like, well, that's me. I don't know about that. And it can be frustrating and challenging. And then you have to work yeah. through it. Exactly. Uh, yeah that was the person I was trying to like get away from well not necessarily the person because I know I'm stuck with me but the the things that that it brought up was just like but that's what I'm doing now and I don't want to do it anymore (laughs) so 
yeah. yeah so I was hoping for something different but you know it's, it, it is interesting to, to do those things and then had to go through a process of, of accepting that that's that that's why <laughs> that's my number two step <laughs> yeah you understand and then you accept go back and then, yeah go back and say you yeah that's you yeah and that's and that's what you need to do it can it can look different and you know i've i've learned how to kind of use those 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 strengths and and channel them in in a different way which you know is is filling me up at the moment so that's so that's really that's really good but it's been it's been great to talk to you it's been fabulous thank you really insightful um why don't you tell everyone where we can find you follow you all the things okay but first of all i want to say that it's been amazing talking to you and that it's been a real real pleasure for me and always nice to connect with someone that's doing such similar work and has such similar values Mm -hmm. and uh i'm so grateful to be here and you are doing incredible incredible work for our community so Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I know I, it is he is a VIP from me, but from yeah. from this side, <laughs> I want to say thank you. Um, <laughs> and where people can find me, uh, I think the best place to connect with me right now is just on Instagram. Um, is Charlie Kramer Vision? So just my name, Charlie Kramer, and then Vision at the end. Uh, funny enough, the reason I put Vision at the end is for all the reasons that were talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then you can also find me on. You know, if you use Facebook, I'm, I'm on there too, Charlie Kramer Vision. Uh, I'm on TikTok a little bit. You can follow me on TikTok. And then, of course, if you want to connect with me, um, if you're interested in working with me or you're even, uh, you know, interested in singing in the dark or any of these types of things and you want to try the immersion, uh, it's just charliekramervision.com. You can go check it out there. That's so great. And I'll put everything in the show notes so that people can kind of check you out and if they haven't if they haven't heard or remembered all of that, it'll be in the show notes. Just one last thing. Let me see if this works now. Okay, so she or he is a VIP. Okay, we are three three different versions of VIP. Okay, so I want you to tell me what makes, what one thing, there are a lot of things, what one thing makes you a VIP? Out of all three versions or just, okay. One thing that makes me a VIP. The very, the very important person. Let's start with that. What oh, makes very, you important, very person. important person. Yeah, let's start with that. Um, very important person. I would say that because I, I've accepted the need for me to help others, and that's a very important thing to do, and I'm very committed to serving others. So that makes me important. Okay, what is your very important place in the world? Or where is your very important place in the world at the moment, maybe? Because mm. physical, oh, let's get metaphorical here. My important <laughs> place, I think it's to help people understand that they're beautiful just the way that they am, just the way that they are. Yeah. That's my place in the world, regardless of being sighted, dis- disabled, or anything. Um, I think that's my place. Okay, and the bigger question, I suppose, the very important purpose that you fulfill right now. <laughs> very important. I I did this exercise the other day, so I'm going to use some of my exercise notes. Yeah. I use to it, my purpose is to to use my authenticity and understanding to help support and empower people to be the best version of themselves. That's fabulous. 
Thank so you. That, you're, the, you're the first it person. An, it took me an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> to get to that answer. <laughs> but you asked me on the um, right day because I did exactly, it yesterday. Exactly, <laughs> I asked you on the right day, you know. Yeah. So I just, I just tapped in and I asked you on the right day. <laughs> Thank you. It all works. It all, everything works together, doesn't it? Everything works out. That's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Charlie, and I'm sure we'll be in touch and we'll do more things together and Better, hopefully I hope. bring, up, yeah, bring up a whole generation of VIPs that, that can do amazing things in the world. So thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I'm so thankful to Charlie for bringing us his wisdom today. Here are some very important points to take away. Number one. It's one thing receiving a diagnosis. It's another thing to accept what that means for you. Number two, whoever said that it was better to be sighted? Number three, you may not be able to see in the way others can, but don't wish to trade your life for someone else's. Number four, keep living the life you have because there is purpose in it. Number five, part of the damage that is done often comes from the perspective that says that it is better to have sight than not. Number six, you can choose to use the difficulty that you have lived through to impact the lives of others. Number seven, understand the value and beauty that lives within you all of the time. Number eight, see what lives on the inside rather than focusing on what's on the outside. Number nine, we think that reality is what's on the outside, but reality is about what lies on the inside of us. Number 10, sight will only take you so far. It's about your vision, the state of your heart, mind and soul. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the She Is A VIP podcast. Remember to download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you're notified when new episodes are available. Please leave a review and let me know your thoughts and make sure you use the links below and follow on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week, remember that you are a very important person who holds a very important place in the world and that you have a very important purpose to fulfill. Thank you.